how do you how do you do so simple? How do you do it all so simple? Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Too many independent, cool, small businesses fail. In fact, too many never had a chance of success. Why? Because the people who are best at making something awesome, the doodlers, the idealists, the drama people, the God Squad, the folks who care about something, they're the least likely to understand the business basics, how to make something people want and connect other people to that thing. That's what we do here at The Fizzle Show. We help creatives and independent business folks figure out how to build their thing online and earn a living doing something they care about. We've got a special episode for you today. It is our 30th episode. That's my little party, That's my little party thing. I don't, I don't know. It's a party thing. And we've got more hosts than usual today. Your hosts are Corbett Barr. If this was Lord of the Rings, Corbett would be Aragorn. Aloof, serious, access to the fountain of youth. Caleb Wojcik, he'd be Frodo, he in whom all our hope rests. Leo Babauta, he'd be Gandalf the Grey, insanely wise, fun-loving, with greater glory yet to be revealed. Nathan Barry, he'd be Legolas, attractive, young, blood, deadly aim. Baron Quadro, he'd be Elrond, looking all fashionable in his lounge coats and stuff. Scott Dinsmore, He'd be Arwen because he's gorgeous and can speak to the waters. And me, Chase Reeves, I'd be Boromir because I live from the heart and I've got daddy issues. As you can tell already, this is a special episode. For our 30th episode, we invited four successful and experienced online business builders to talk about what they see in the future of online publishing. These are friends of the show with real businesses, really planning for the future, and they're letting us get a peek into how they're seeing things. I have two notes for you. Number one, this was recorded live during our Sparkline launch event. Sparkline is the new blog we've just launched. And number two, we tried hard to get a female presence on the show, and I mean that seriously, but all our lady guests couldn't make it. So the best we could do was put Scott in pink pants. Actually, he did that himself. (laughs) I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get started with our conversation with Leo Babauta. Here, Leo. How do you, how do you do so simple? How do you do it all so simple? <laughs> you have to meditate for a little. For oh God, thank you. Days. Are you regretting? Are you regretting this already? <laughs> He's regretting this getting getting sat next to me. Exactly. All right. How you feeling? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right. I like that. Yeah, I like this this stubble. This looks good. Yeah, I was in a hurry. I didn't have time to shave but but i thought your life was so simple bro i, I look a little sexier this way it does do it a, is. Lot, a lot it is and that's that's not easy for you to pull off to look sexier <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hard the barbers are already pretty high <laughs> exactly okay caleb corbett yeah. uh, leo chase warbin reeves here talking about the okay so we want to talk about like where's blogging what is blogging going to look like in a couple of years or what does it look like now that it didn't look like a few years ago or like wh- going forward with your business and yeah. the things that you're doing what are things that you feel like are, if not trends, but just things that you're interested in exploring? And, and, and even the, another follow-on is like, is blogging broken even? You know, like, <laughs> is, it, is there anything wrong with it? You know, because I, everybody's so excited about the latest all the time. And, right, right. You know, and you continue to just blog <laughs> pretty much. You're doing <laughs> a lot of video and stuff too, though. So anyway. Yeah, well, first of all, no, it's not broken. I, I think blogging is alive and well and doing great and uh, anytime you see a headline that says blogging is dead you should just ignore it <laughs> yeah. it's just link bait <laughs> that's right but uh yeah i mean i think 
I mean, I have a 20-year-old daughter who just started blogging this summer. And for her, it's been a, a tool for self-growth. So, like, I mean, just people, that generation is just coming into, you know, the blogging world. And they grew up with smartphones and laptops and all of that. So I think we're about to see this emergence of all the young people who are starting to come on and, and yep. find their voice. And so I think there's a lot of things to be excited about in blogging. Uh, but, uh, you know, where is it now versus versus you know, when I started in 2007, uh, well, we have smartphones now, which two of you, you guys are on right you guys, now. Yeah, okay, two, I'm not even listening. Two of us are on, yeah. yeah. So, I'm I mean, that listening. was just, I mean, the iPhone was announced in 2007. So, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, the world has changed dramatically in the last like six, seven years. Yep. And um, I, you just, there's no way to know where it's going to go in two to five years. I, I've seen you. Um, Pretty much dabble in at least everything. I mean, I always right. see you when something new comes out. You try like Google Plus and right. um, Tumblr. You use Tumblr. I use Tumblr. Uh, you're active on WordPress. You have uh, membership net. sites with video inside. You're on App.net too. App.net. Yes. <laughs> Follow me there, Zen Habits. You're definitely on. You're definitely on Twitter. Um, I got off Facebook though. That was my one. You got one off Facebook. That, yeah, that I was, was on there for a while. That was your indulgence. That's for, right. <laughs> that you had to cut out. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was taking up too much of my life. And so, what's the what's the central strategy with the other things that you try out? Like, what do you when you like? For example, you have a new video series about the habits of entrepreneurs. Like, what's the strategy there? Why do you decide to go video instead of just continuing to write? You know, uh, there's there's a couple things. Uh, one is you know we're talking about the future of blogging, and one is that you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what the world's going to be like in a year from now, let, let alone five years. So what I try and do, and, and you're, you're a surfer, so I'm going to use a surfing analogy. Shaka bra. <laughs> yeah, bra. Shaka bra. Yeah, when you're in the middle of a wave, you can't say, this is what the wave's going to be like in you know, a minute from now. Right. You just have to kind of ride it. Yeah. And try and navigate you know, as you go. And wait for what happens. And that's basically what I try and do is I'm, I'm surfing. Like yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next, but when new things come up, I have to kind of try and navigate and figure them out and stay relevant and, and all of that. But the main principles have been the same no matter what the technology is. Um, and for me, that's like figuring out who I'm talking to, who my readers are, what I'm helping them with, and how I can provide them with value. And I think you guys all know that. Uh, but that never changes. So uh, what's the providing with value for you right now that gets you excited? Because you're not talking about things that are, you're not really interested in, are you? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, for me, like, you know, I... I'm kind of trying to go deeper into things that I've been talking about for a bunch of times. So I'm for, for a long time. So like, uh, creating habits Mm -hmm. and being mindful. Those are my two main areas of focus. And so like, I'm really trying to go deep into those, those things and for myself and then also in how I help people. So, um, you know, the habits of entrepreneurs video series came out where I was trying to figure out, uh, what habits were important for me. And then I said, what's, what's important for people like Corbett and Chase and, and Caleb, um, and so I wanted to, you know, ask those questions. And so basically, I wanted to sit down and do what you guys are doing right now, and like pick people's brains. Yeah. And I said, why not get a video camera there while I while I'm picking their brains, and you know, share that with people. Yeah. That'd be useful. Have so you, is that a thing, a thing you're doing right now? Yeah. yeah. It, okay. I mean, right. We're gonna record this and put it in my series. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't know what that? are your main habits when you wake up? My, my okay. Uh, <laughs> First, well, so I've been doing this thing where I actually read in my Insta paper feed while I'm still in bed for like five minutes. Normally, I wake up before my son does. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, his alarm. Caleb was staying at, with, at my house, 
his, he has a light that turns on at seven, right? Okay. And uh, and but at like six fifty, he's like, "Dad, Dad, Daddy, Dad, Dad, <laughs> Chase Reeves, Dad, Dad." He, <laughs> he just said his full name. He said Chase, Chase Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> oh, that's great! He just yells it. He's never gotten out of the room until it's time. So, so you tell him you can't come out of your room, buddy, until your light turns yeah, on. And exactly. he's like, "Fine, but I'm gonna stay in here and yeah. yell." He's just gonna yell. Yeah. So I read while he's yelling, um, and so like <laughs> trying to find your center. I've started doing that uh, a little bit. Another thing that Corbett started and and I sort of followed suit with is we don't do any email until noon. Um, well, and except when everything's broken. Except for, except like yeah. yeah. Except when we do every email yeah. before noon. Ten um, emails. Yeah. No but, email before noon. That's been really nice. It, but yeah. it, but the, the more important thing was we only work on something that's going to be published before noon. Mm. So some or, or some some piece of uh, of thing that we're making. So no email, and it has to, you have to be working on something. That's yeah. So normally yeah. we're we're writing a course or or a, a blog editing post a or a hand, yeah editing podcast and stuff like that. So doing that sort of stuff because that's where that's that's what we do for a living. Right. You know what I mean? And Spam- so mass spamming hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Of when Corbett's not mass spamming hundreds <laughs> yeah. of people. So um, and I know you're like derailing us now, but uh, but uh, yeah no no you are derailing us. We were going back. <laughs> To the future. Okay. But see, isn't that fascinating? Like talking to someone and picking their brain, yeah. seeing what they do, and maybe get some good ideas from them. Oh, yeah. That's all I listen to is interviews. Yeah. I'll, I'll, it, You're why, like big a, into interviews. A baby in no. the room? <laughs> it sounds that way. <laughs> I think it's, it's your son. Outside. There's a baby walking outside. <laughs> 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 I think it's your son, Chase Reeves. Chase Reeves. Chase Reeves. Chase Reeves. Chase Reeves. I'm <laughs> but I mean that that's the kind of thing that I like to do is just pick people's brains and you know like kind of dig into their habits and for me I learn like a ton and I like why not share that with people yeah yeah and and so but I mean doing that over text versus video right you know there's still a place for text sure but you tend to use your blogging is very it seems very um <laughs> excuse me uh compact <laughs> in excuse a way. me text is a text is a thing that's been boiled down because you've spent a lot of time going over it and perfecting it Whereas video, or God forbid, if you're doing something live, yeah, I hope it's you just never a bunch have of to do a live for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, that, just uh, like trying to get the video to work. Yeah, it's not so. <laughs> it's not so edited. So they're they're kind of different purposes. There. Have you found that people react to you in different ways depending on the medium that you're? Yeah, well, text is something that you can like sit down and mm. think out and you know like cultivate the yeah. craft. Yeah. Um, and so to me, like that is, I mean, I write way better than I talk. I talk like a three-year-old and I write like a 20-year-old, you know, so, um, you know, and so I'd rather, you know, I'd rather get my best message out through text, but at the same time, the, the live video and, and audio and stuff, that is more personal and more real and you get the more of a sense of the, the writer's personality that what, way. Even with the podcast, people feel like they know us. Just yeah, like way that. better. Yeah. 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 Podcast, yeah. podcast for us was a big eye-opener. Yeah. It, it was, it really was, but so for you personally, Leo, which one do you think you're like, I noticed for me, the podcast, like uh, there, there's this quote from Henry Rollins where he's like, once I very, at the, ver- the first time I did spoken word, it was just like an accident. He got thrown up on stage at like an open mic night or something. He said the first time he did it, he knew uh, he's like, he's like, okay, I love the music I've been playing. I love all this stuff. But that thing I just did, that was more me than anything else I've ever done. Mm. That was so like in line with me. Um, I need more of that. Right. And that's the way I feel about the podcast. And it, it, Clearly, like, I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like, what? I just talk? <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. You know, but then it was when the audience started responding much better than they did to any of my videos or blog posts. 
because, and there's a lot of reasons why, and we can geek out about podcasting for forever, which trust me, corner me at a bar, I'll talk your ears off. But, um, but for me, I realized like that's very, that's very me. That, that mode is very me. Right. And, and writing feels like a different thing now. And it's something I do need to keep doing. I make mean, like everybody, every successful person will tell you like, what do you want to do to be, uh, what do you need to do to become successful? You need to write more. You need to write a lot because write hones your mind. It, it gets you into a point where you know how to convey your thoughts and communicate things. So writing's still important, but it's interesting to me uh, to feel to notice now the difference between the different mediums I can engage in. Right. And so for you, is there one that feels more natural, one that you enjoy doing more, or or is it all uh, yeah, kind of the same? Writing for me is like way more natural. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not that comfortable in front of a camera or, uh-huh. or a microphone, but you're doing great right now. Yeah, thank you. You're doing good. This is yeah, good. Obviously. But uh, you yeah. know, one <laughs> of the, one of the problems with with yeah. writing versus podcasting or or video is that it, you know video and and audio take a big time commitment. Yeah, like you don't know when you're you're going into a, a half an hour like podcast that it's going to be worth your thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. People are busy these days. Totally. Yeah. And so if you go into text, if you open up a blog post, you can get out of that really quickly, and you can scan through it and find the key nuggets that yeah. you want and get out of it. It is a commitment to listen to something like the yeah, show, and which so is yeah, an hour absolutely. Long. In order to commit to half an hour or an hour long show, you have to really know. You know, it's a trust that this is going to be worth your time. Yeah. And if you if you don't know the people and you have no trust, then you're not going to open up. You're not going to yep. press play. Totally. Um. Or or buy the thing. Uh. So um. For me, like the text is way better for people to you know, who don't know you mm-hmm. to start to develop that trust. And once they now like you know think that you you have something to offer, they might want to go deeper. That's and, a good point. That's yeah. a really yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, we wouldn't. I mean, our audience is is completely bootstrapped from blogging, and then sort of grew into yeah. podcasting. They already know you guys. They already know. They us. want more from yeah. you. So yeah, yeah. They, they're 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 ready to like go deeper. Yeah. Uh, but you can definitely go deeper with audio and video. So I, I like doing that for um, things where I'm I'm uh, like first of all trying to um, go like beyond what what you can do in a blog post, mm-hmm. uh, but also emotionally you connect. On an emotional level, way better. So you can tell in writing, a story. You're saying no in through your voice. Oh yeah, yeah, and your face. Yeah. yeah, and so you can convey way more information this way. Yeah. Um. And so if you're going to tell a story about how you were, you know, down in a gutter, <laughs> and how you picked yourself up and what it was like, mm-hmm. that's way easier to convey through this kind of medium. Yeah. Mm. Um. But you although know, I find it, it takes a lot of practice with podcasting or video, just like it did with writing. Yeah. You know, I remember writing was like so hard for a while. Yeah. Um, and you don't remember because you were like working for a newspaper when you were 13, <laughs> 13 years old or something. But yeah. Um, so you went through that a long time ago, but, um, or I guess it was like five years ago. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, just it takes a while and you kind of have to set your expectations that whatever medium you get into, whether it's blogging or podcasting or video or whatever, there's that painful, you're not going to be good at break in period where you're not necessarily going to be all that good at. Yeah, you're going to suck at it first. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a question for, actually for you um, sure. from James. How do you keep momentum with your creation habit? So you create all the time, nonstop, right. on a consistent basis. How do you keep that momentum? Is there any sort of yeah, for hack me, or thing you use to track it or anything like that? Yeah, well, it's it's not anything that you need to track because, you know, uh, well, for example, let's, let's take the metaphor of working out, right? Mm. Like if you hate the workout, you're not going to come back to it. And there's like no way to really build momentum for a workout that you hate. But if you look forward to the workout, you don't need to, to track it. You're going to be like, go back and do it because you want to. So for me, the creation process has to be something that you enjoy. And if you hate it, you know, you're, you're doing it wrong. 
<laughs> yeah. So for me, like uh, one of the, the things that makes something enjoyable is when you get good feedback. Mm-hmm. So um, even if you just have like a handful of friends who are reading your blog and say, you know, you guys, I, I want some, some good feedback from you guys. If they're giving you good feedback, that's a rewarding process. Even if they're saying, you know, you need to do this or that, you know, critical feedback. Um, that's way more rewarding than just like talking to yourself. Uh, so momentum for me is about finding enjoyment in the creation process. And sometimes it's like sitting still, um, taking, you know, half an hour out of my day to sit still and just write. And that's a nice enjoyment, you know, for me, a nice, enjoyable part of my day. But, um, you know, it, I think the, the feedback process is a big part of that. And, you know, watching, uh, seeing how people react and, um, incorporate your writings and blogging and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's important. So if people um, get something out of it and you see it change their lives, like that's powerful. That's Even motivating. if it's just yeah. one person, and you can like really connect with that one person, and the, you know, like you have one reader. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this stuff is amazing. And then they put it into practice and they ask you questions. Yeah. That's a really interesting point, and it relates to our switch from Think Traffic to the Sparkline, which is. Uh, a lot of people start out chasing numbers and social media fame, you know, right. and hits and things like that. But that that's so fleeting. Fleeting, yeah. It fades so fast. Yeah. And you're left with this empty feeling like you need another fix in order to... But if you and reach it's meaningless. Out, and it's meaningless. Like getting a whole bunch of new numbers, like what is that going to do for your life? Yeah, so right. what? Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you affect one person, if one person writes you and says that their whole life has changed because of you, like that is lasting. It's powerful. That sticks with you for a long time. Yeah. It's really more motivating that way. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't need anything to like keep me, you know, keep the momentum going when I know that people are actually using the stuff that I'm I'm putting out there. Yeah. And if you don't get that at first, then you know that that could be a little bit harder. Um, but again, connect with one person. If you have like one commenter, even if it's you know your mom, <laughs> like mom, thanks for reading. You know? <laughs> right. So here's what I hear you saying. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. Sure. Um, blogging. You're, you're wrong. The future of blogging. Thanks, Corbett. <laughs> The future of blogging looks a lot like the past of blogging. It's about connecting with people, uh, you know, writing and creating. So there might be more kinds of things we can make with greater ease. We can make video and podcasts and, 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 and with greater ease than maybe we could ten years ago. But uh, and those are just those are just opportunities and those are things to explore. But the point of it all is still to create things that that people can have an experience with, an emotional experience with. I had a friend who's a writer who said. You know, he blew my mind one day when he's like, "Chase, you're a writer. You you try to you want to have an emotional experience with your readers or your viewers or whatever it is on the other side of the monitor, on the other side of the internet, on the other side of who, whatever. You're trying to connect, essentially. Absolutely. And yeah. that seems to me like it's as true as it ever was. And so what I hear you saying is that that's still the thing, and that's still the point. And the other point you mentioned in the beginning was that the blogging stuff is still so much about self discovery, which I think is. It was. It's always been such a big. I mean, my first site was called Write to Mean, as in like write things down so I can figure out what I mean by them. You know what I mean? And it was just like that was my whole thing because I noticed when I wrote, when I actually wrote, I had to think critically about what I'm doing, why it's why it's important, what all this other stuff. So I hear you talk about how your daughter just started her blog and like this is a self discovery sort right. of thing. Um, so in some ways, what I love about those two things is. Um, First and foremost, the smallness and then the potential bigness of it. Like the smallness is, 
I, like, should I start a blog? I don't know. Who are you? Tell me, like, go figure it out. You know right. what I mean? Figure out who you are, and your blog helps you do that. And blog means Absolutely. writing helps you do that. So that's just the smallness of who am I and what am I here for? You know, it's not some big, how do I niche keyword research SEO? <laughs> you know, it's none of that. It's, it's who am I, what am I here for, and how can I be valuable to people? And then second of all, I can be valuable to people. You know what I mean? Uh, and and that that knows no bounds. You know, if you find something that's useful, like when the we have this uh, running joke and fizzle that uh, the the way to make a <laughs> the way to make a business is you make something for someone's butthole. Because <laughs> I always because in the old in the, and we got no bleach you here. To, you need to explain this one. We Chase. Need, yeah, no, no, you is told this your me. New tagline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Welcome to the spark line for your butthole. <laughs> ha! Welcome to fizzle. It's for your butt. <laughs> But uh, the point, the point being, um, and, and all these old copywriting texts that I have, they always end up like, like this is like in the '60s and '70s, sometimes the '50s, and they're talking about direct marketing and things like that. Uh, the examples that they use are, are like a lot of the times it ends up being like medical or something like that, you know. <laughs> and hemorrhoids tends to come up. And okay. the, the thing I loved about those examples is you can't, you can fight with someone about whether or not their life needs to have more passion and meaning, but you sure. can't fight with someone who's like, that's, it's a huge, it's a huge fucking hemorrhoid on my asshole right now. <laughs> and I need, and you know I what need, I mean? Yeah. It's, There's it's, no arguing with that. It's an yeah. immediate urgent pain. Sure. You know what I mean? So I like getting people into that mode, even though most of the time we're not solving some Im- immediate issue like that. And a lot of times like, you know, with Zen habits, like the clutter in our lives ends, ends up, <laughs> ends up making our lives less important to us, you know? And so when we clean that and when we fix that, when we are intent, we bring that level of intentionality to our lives, we make, we, we make better lives. You know what I mean? Which in some ways feels soft. It doesn't feel like this urgent need, but any of us who have experienced it know that, no, this is like life or death. This is like me staying married or not. This is me being happy sure. and, or not, you know, yep. stuff like that. So anyways, would you say that that's a, uh, a, a good way of summarizing some of the bits that you've brought up? Yeah. I mean, and for me, you, you talked about it, creating an experience. It's creating a, an experience for yeah. yourself first. Mm-hmm. And okay. that experience yeah. has to change a life. So it's changing your life when you first blog. Yeah. Um, and then as you connect with people, that you're creating an experience for them that changes their life. Yeah. So that's uh, creating experience is a great, um, great term, but like it that. has to change someone's life. And so that experience changes my life and yours, and we have this overlapping experience that's yeah. changing both of our lives. And that's the powerful yeah. thing. And that's going to happen no matter what the medium is. You know what, Corbett? In our, I, I can't remember. I don't know if it's out yet or not. But in one of our episodes coming up. Or that it was just out. You talk about this. I think you got to think about the transformation. And we were talking about the product. You want to think about the transformation you want someone to be able to achieve. Yeah. Given this, so it's like I can, you know, I can teach you. You can either say this product will help you throw darts better, or it'll, or or this product will help you throw three, you know, three bullseyes in a row. You know, something like, and and go for the more specific thinking, specifically about that transformation. Yeah. Thinking about the result. Yeah. And I thought about that ever since. Like I realized now, every time I do an intro for a podcast or something like that, I'm like, "What's the transformation that's hap- that I want people to have in this episode?" Mm-hmm. You know, just given all of the slew of shit that we're talking about, yep. what's the thing I want them to take away from it? Um, and that is that thinking and things it, like experience transformation. Like my buddy who says a story is a character who wants something and overcomes obstacles to get it. Um, if you think about things that simple, then it's just about what do you want? What's the transformation you're trying to get to? To me, that kind of hones the edge on what I'm writing, what I'm making. Yep. Um, well, one, one other thing I would add yeah. when we talk about the future of blogging, I think blogging just as a, you know, a, a writing medium, um, it reaches people and it helps change their life, mm. their lives in a limited way. Yeah. So, like, you can read ten blog posts from someone, and it, it can actually change your life. But 
there's there's going to be a limited reach that you have with with that. So what I've been finding myself is is a much more rewarding thing is when I can go deeper with people mm. and actually have some live interaction with them. So like this kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to um, say define live. Yeah, not necessarily in person, but <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah, in person is one way definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you can have one on one. You can have retreats. Um, or you can have Corbin like and I a, do a lot of one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-one. A lot of one-on-one. Just, just him and I. And sometimes Caleb and I and Chase do two-on-one. Yeah, yeah. sometimes we'll just ignore it and keep saying and what you're is, saying. Yeah, this is all on camera. And we, we have yeah. to. We this have would to, be valuable stuff. It is on camera. We have to flip uh, a coin for who's one and who's two. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, the future of blogging is porn. That's uh, yeah, true. it's good to know. It's good to know. It's human connection. But yeah, I mean, so whatever you're doing on your blog to help people, I think if you can offer, I mean, you know. Another part of the future of blogging is how do you make money? Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I think ads suck. Yeah. Um, and so if you can make money by going deeper with people and really helping to change their lives in a more meaningful way, because, you know, someone reads a blog post and they're like, oh, that's great. I, I should do that. Now what do I do? Yeah. Well, then they, they close they the forget. browser and they yeah. forget. They yeah. go about their lives and nothing yeah. has really changed. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. a little bit, it's now germinating and, and later on they'll do something. Uh, but how do you like get them to actually take action? Yeah. To like be so motivated, they're going to do something. So if you can, if you can do that at the end of a blog post and say, "Take action," and now let's go deeper together. You know, if you can get them that excited, um, then then you can actually have some meaningful change that will change their entire life. Um, so I think that's the future of blogging. Is that's how you can make money is is to go deeper with people. Yeah, I like um, that. That's a that's a perfect note to. Uh, to to put you back in the bullpen, All I right. think with All those right. with the sexy, sweaty other gentlemen that yeah, are waiting yeah, in the other sexy. room. So at this point, Caleb goes off into the other room to get our next guest, Nathan Barry. And you should know, there's lit, like in the next room is literally a bullpen of successful bloggers. <laughs> How awesome! All right, let's bring on Nathan. Here's what I want: I want your take on. Okay, we know what blogging is. We know what blogging is up to now. And we got a pretty well-educated audience in terms of, you know, they know they're not going to make a bunch of money on advertising or something like that, right? Um, and chances are most people in this audience are like, they're, they're really, they really want to make something they care about. They're really going to, they're, they're like, it's scary to try to put your ass on the line to do that. But, but to the best of their ability, they're like, they want to do that. They want to explore this thing. And so my question, and the question that we're kind of exploring here is, where is blogging going if if anywhere different, like what what have we learned about blogging given the uh, given the last ten years of it or so? What's your first take on that? Well, I'm pretty new to blogging in general, and that my blog's only two years old. Yeah. Um, so I Corbett, really, you're going to pour yourself more cocktails, and you? I'll get you in a minute. <laughs> Can you get me in a minute? Yeah. In the middle of some serious content creation over Mostly here, Mostly I just poured some Coke in there. I needed a little caffeine. <laughs> Got it. Okay, keep going. Okay, so what I learned that was actually was the biggest surprise to me was that you didn't need a crazy huge audience yeah. to make money off of ads. Mm. You could build up an email list of a couple hundred people mm. and make like $1,000 or $5,000 selling a book or training or yeah. Photoshop plugins or whatever to those those people. I always thought you needed a hundred thousand visits a month in order to have a profitable blog. Yeah. And my blog on an average month now gets maybe 30, 40,000 visits. Yeah. Um, but even back when it had 10,000 visits, I could still make five grand a month off of it. But still, for some of us, those are still big numbers, right? Like 10,000 is still, I mean, I remember when I was at, 
looking at Father Prentice a lot, it was like I was like at two thousand a month or something like that. But but again, what's so true about what you just said is you don't need a big audience. And in some ways, life is so much easier when you can when you can stay profitable at a small audience, right? Because the moment like like in redesigning Pat's smart passive income or or you know Steve Cam's nerd fitness. Man, there are so many considerations when you're designing for a site that massive. Like it's like a million, million people yeah. to it a month. Yeah. You know, which is just insane. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, because no matter what, a million people, you're going to make a design change and you expect a million people to be like, okay with it. Like, of course you're going to get like backlash for it. And you just, so, and of course the negative Nancy's are going to be super loud about it. So anyways, that point to just to say, it's sometimes when you get really big, it can have its pain points as well yeah nathan have you noticed that your your approach has changed at all as you've grown your audience has grown pretty tremendously i think over the past year or so um do you find yourself intimidated by your own audience once in a while like about what you're going to write or are your strategies different uh the one thing that i've found is as i have more successful techniques i find myself less or maybe more afraid to try out new things Mm -hmm. and so like i just Mm -hmm. did a book launch a couple weeks ago and I had a bunch of new ideas, but I knew that what I was doing already was going to work. And so I stuck with what was tried and true. Yeah. And that was a realization for me just in the last week when I went, you know what? Because I've had some amount of success, I've stopped innovating a little bit. And so yeah. that's something that I'm going to do with, you know, my next course and all of that is try out new things and be okay with failing. Um, yeah. Because my biggest takeaway from my last launch was, oh, my methods work. Whereas my previous launches, I had a big takeaway of like, oh, tiered pricing makes a huge difference. Yeah. Or, you know, doing a launch this way makes a big difference. I, I really learned something other than, yep, it works. Mm. And so I guess what I found is every time there's got to be a really good takeaway. Otherwise, you're not pushing yourself. You're too yeah. afraid to fail. So right now, your business is such that you're creating a bunch of different products. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is you're not in any rush to find like, the one big thing to rule them all or something like that. Um, I have this theory uh, that kind of inspired by Brad felt about like, you know, Brad felt has this quote about the hardest thing for 2020, 22 year old entrepreneur to do, to do is to think in turn, in terms of the next 22 years, because you can't you, to think on that long <laughs> yeah. scale. You can only remember like eight years back. This so all, yeah, <laughs> this is like your whole life, you, you know, but if you look at your, if you look at your career entrepreneurially over a long haul with many short cycles, um, what I, and so what I'm hearing when you talk about like I, I needed to learn something from that launch and I was a little too scared to try anything new is this this insa- this uh, intuition of I'm going to learn stuff probably for the next five, six years. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's always going to be things to learn. But the basics are you've already got all the basics. You know what I mean? Sure, you could try a different you know email template. You know what I mean? And there's going to be a lot of interesting things to learn from that. Why does that work versus that? That's going to lead you down other things to explore. You know, but I so I love that idea of I've got I can learn for the next five years, and then in five years I'll know so much more. Or I can sort of rest on my laurels and and uh, kind of just do what I know right now. And hope that the world doesn't change, right? I like that. I like that. I like that perspective on like getting better and better and better and better and trying things and taking those risks. Because it's funny. Because Corbin, I don't think that way with Fizzle. I don't think about taking risks. In some ways, what do you mean? You you try you you don't care if we take risks, or you're not you're just not worried about it. Well, I mean, I mean in some ways, doing the Sparkline is a really big risk, right? Because you know, Think Traffic is this big established brand and all yeah. this other stuff. Um, so. But like, what's interesting about that is, I mean, marketing wise, we 
we really haven't, we've never put any of our weight behind marketing because we're just too busy building more courses right now. And we feel very strongly that once we get, we're going to get to a point here well, pretty soon where I mean, I would say blogging and podcasting and doing live videos is all pretty much marketing. Yeah. I mean, external. It's there's substance, but yeah. 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 But anyway, the, the point being like, I mean, when was the last time we put together like a, a like an email funnel or some sort of uh, thing that that really really walks someone through the process of getting. From- yeah, but isn't that the isn't that the beauty of it? I mean, we're kind of like following our heart at this point. We're yeah. basically saying what's fun to do and what seems to have the most impact on people. Let's focus on those, and then everything else kind of falls in place. Maybe not necessarily as fast as it it could if we were a little bit smarter about the tactics, mm-hmm. but certainly more fun. Well, and I, I don't think you can do a very good job of planning six months or a year, let alone twenty two years yeah. in advance, yeah. because a year and a half ago, when I launched my first book, actually, it's not even a year and a half ago, 14 months ago, wow. when I launched my first book, I could not predict in any way where I would be in three months, let yeah. alone now. Yeah. yeah. And so every time I do something, the next product, whatever it is, it's always learning something, yeah. acting on that, and then seeing what opportunities are open to me now. Where can I go from here? And you just can't, I don't, you can't do a one year plan. You can't do a five year plan. Whenever I try to do that, yeah. I'm dead wrong. Yeah, totally. We asked uh, Leo some questions about the difference between writing and doing video, that sort of thing, or even you've done live events. We should give you a, a public uh, shout out for this idea for this live format. Um, I was a guest on your show last week, I think it was, yeah. uh, which was really fun. It. And we stole his whole idea. <laughs> but that's the great thing about the internet. It all. Yeah. With more technological issues than you had. <laughs> Um, serves us right. Are we still on? Like, is this still working? By yeah, the way, yeah, people yeah. are watching. Yeah, this is amazing. It. It's into. funny that it's harder to do it when you're all in the same room, but you then guys when were in we're four separate, different places, exactly. four different states. Does that yeah. make sense? Fine. Yeah. So you though what have is done the deal with airplane food. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you've uh, you've done video recently. I saw yep. somehow I ended up signing up for something that you had come out, which was a um, like a little mini course, I think. That you did. It was a series of maybe nine different videos that were just a few minutes long, um, delivered over email, which was really cool. Have you found like much difference in the way people interact with you versus email uh, versus writing or or video or that sort of thing or doing the live events? Like, where do they all fit in your in your repertoire? I think it's just doing what seems the most interesting at the time. Yeah, writing is where I'm most comfortable. What I've done the most. Um, Isn't it so tedious though? It, it is, and there's a lot of work that. That goes into it. Whereas, yeah. like, we can just hang out and create a bunch of great content in an hour. Yeah. Um, I, but I think writing is really, really effective at delivering ideas. Yeah. You know, you can skim through it and find, skim through an article and find just the part that, that's most applicable to your business. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a podcast or some other format, um, yeah. you, you really got to be invested in who you these be people are. In it. Yeah. And so, but there's benefits to each, right? Yeah. So, like, with writing, you're not getting, anybody's voice. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes through in the writing, but yeah. not in the same way as having somebody in your headphones. Yeah. Um, so I'm just experimenting with different things. Uh, so far, video has been interesting, but I haven't done nearly as much with it as I could. What do you like about it? Um, I like how it can be so much more personal, mm-hmm. so much more engaging. And, uh, it kind of forces me to up my game a little bit on production sure. quality and editing it down. Mm-hmm. Cause if you, I feel like if you have some filler words in an article, yeah. you can get away with that. But when there's 
filler sentences in a video it's really really obvious yeah in a two minute video yeah exactly right that's true although whereas like with a live event it's it's like all filler you don't have a whole lot of time to (laughs) to prep it there's nothing worthwhile in the live (laughs) event if we're gonna be honest people are watching this is good stuff i don't care who you are the reason why we can sit together and do and like just kind of what what so some people like would look at it like my buddy andy who does not live in this world at all he'd be like so you guys get on the mic you just bullshit that's like, all you I do? Can do that and first of all i don't even know what you're talking about it sounds stupid <laughs> um but and he doesn't even from the south or anything like that but uh um, sounds like he's from eastbound and down yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, I would love to be able to do a good danny mcbride could you yeah. imagine if you just popped on the mic and people like oh my god it's danny mcbride <laughs> that'd be good that'd be amazing but but the reason why we can get on and, and do this is because we're all spending that time doing the writing, building yep. the audience, doing all that stuff. So when we off-gas like this with one another, I mean, this is all I listen to is podcasts of people that I admire just shooting the shit with one another. You know, in, whether in, in a formal interview environment, but most of the time it's like a regular time that they get to talk because – what I love about it is I get so much more than I would get in a, in a blog post. Because in order for Merlin Mann to write a blog post, well, he just hasn't, right? In order for him to do that, it has to be good enough for him to think it's publishable. But he's got a weekly podcast scheduled, so I, yep. get, I get him. And what, what happens in there, just like in the Fizzle show, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, oh, my God, that changed my life. That one, there's, there's a nugget. You know what I mean? There's a nugget in one little thing. So I've fallen in love with that sort of medium that way but it's true i'm my 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 cue on the cast app which i which i switched over to is so i'm so behind so behind i only subscribe to like eight podcasts and i'm so behind so there's a limit to how much of that you can take in which means that in the fizzle show there, there's ear holes we're not in because there's just they, they, excuse me they uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, there's can I, holes. Can I get a go have. back on that? There's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Can there's, I get a go back on aisle seven, please? <laughs> there's a there's a holes that we haven't found yet. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's all I'm saying. True. Okay. So uh, let's get back to you. Um, okay. So one thing that I want to say on that yeah. is something that I found really interesting is if you're asking someone who's really good on a topic, you yeah. know, like Chase, what's your best design advice? You know, you're asking questions like that, you get some generic things. Yeah. But what I think is really interesting is when you and I sit down and say, okay, give me your feedback on my blog yeah. or give me feedback on this particular business totally. problem. Yeah. And then you record it and let everyone else tune in yeah. because watching, you're not getting generic advice. Yeah. You're getting something really, really specific to that business. Mm-hmm. But I think the way people talk when they're working on a specific problem is totally different. Yeah. And so one thing that I want to try is having, you know, bringing experts on and having them help with like my specific business problem. Totally. One, it's awesome for me because that's amazing, right? One, <laughs> it's awesome uh, for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then also, you know, they just talk in a different way. It's yeah. a different form of teaching. And okay, I think so there's here's great something that's there. interesting. You're a younger guy. You've only been doing this for a little while, but you've already got such a such a defined voice. You already have you already have published a lot, and you've and you've been really successful in the things that you've made that are for sale. Um, I have these thoughts about like we've always talked about expertise, establishing your expertise. Like, how do you be an expert in your marketplace? How do you this, that, and the other? And it's a thing that we've all kind of like we know like it's like authority and, and this, that, and the other. But I think there's this other thing in what's making a lot of sense for me now is like and the way you put it reminded me of this because it sounded just right. Um, the way that we talk about things because when we're at a level where we're very familial. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to make a right answer because someone's going to hear it and they're going to say like you're doing that wrong or like it's like Ryan Singer at Thirty Seven Signals like here's me say some UX thing like 
like the same thing with like typography. I used to be super scared every time I put together a site because I was like, Jason Santa Maria is going to land on this. And he's going to be like, you are such an idiot. <laughs> You'd be so lucky. That line yeah. height is so stupid. Yeah. You know, one point four M. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She's not even using REMS. <laughs> you know, like that. Like you always, as a creator, you have these these real uh, the, these unfounded fears, and then you get to a point where you realize there kind of aren't any rules, which is exciting. Because you can totally squeeze the line height together. You can make these colors super clashy and, and whatever. And as long as you do it on purpose, because you have a hunch or a, a reason or this, that, and the other, and you're listening for, is this working or is it not, compared to a handful of other things, um, there's a thing that develops, and I call it conviction. I think that's what I think that's the right word for it. But as a, as a person who's doing things online, you realize it's the wild, wild west. You can do anything you want. And, and some of it's going to work, and it's never worked before. Yep. You know? And you could do things that have always worked and are never going to work for you, you know. It's the wild, wild west still. Um, so what, what you end up, what end up happening is you get, you get convicted about things. Like, I'll be able to say, like, no, that's a, fuck, that's a fucked up line height. That's just stupid. <laughs> You know, I become my own worst fear, right? But like, or or something like, but what it's going to end up happening is something like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It, like my new take on design is it doesn't matter at all. I if I was designing the Sparkline six or months ago or a year ago, I would be like so, like, oh my god, what about this? What about that? Like trying to make it better and feel cooler and whatever, all this stuff. But now, in some ways, I feel my conviction is the design doesn't matter. It, I mean, as long as it's not the, the my point is as long as it's not broken. You right, know? it's just there to accent the content, to get out of people's yeah. way, and and it does provide a huge sur- a point, like to make you look different, to make you look like yourself, to make you this, that, and yeah. the other, right? But there's this point at which, and I'm just using that as an example of when you get conviction as a writer, or as a, as a as a truth teller, or whatever. It and, started and he, out as a compliment to Nathan somehow. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it's it something about no. It was a question. It was oh. a question. So my question to you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad so my point is. to that point. <laughs> Have you noticed that kind of conviction growing in you? I, I, what I like to hear is, I love hearing you say, like, I, there's so much I want to learn, mm-hmm. and I wanted to try these things, and I was too afraid to, and now I realize I need to not be too afraid to try those things. Like, that's, a, for anybody in the game, that's still, like, we need to hear that, you know? But also, um, w- my question is kind of, it, does anything come to mind that, that, like, you used to think mattered a lot and doesn't at all anymore? Um. I used to think that you had to become an expert before you started teaching. Yeah. And so it took me a long time to realize that all the people that I followed online, you could just go back to their beginning posts and they had no clue what they're talking about. Yeah. And so yeah. now isn't I, that isn't that just so liberating? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, the way yeah. back the way back machine is time, your best but. friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> when it's your own stuff, it's horrifying. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Um so I just kind of adopted this philosophy of I'm gonna shut the window. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. The philosophy of everything that I do online now, the thing I care about most is learning. After that, I care about teaching. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my third priority is making money so that I can keep doing this. Yeah. You know, keep repeating this cycle. Yep. (laughs) That's an awesome car loan. It is. Learn, teach, earn. Yeah. Oh, hey. Whoa. Whoa. That's why we pay him the big bucks. <laughs> you can pay me for that tagline later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so in closing, we got to wrap up here with yeah. Nathan because we got more man meat to bring on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so if I was going to summarize this, uh, okay, I don't know if I could go anywhere besides what you just said. The learn, learn teach, and and earn. Yeah. He, he could, butchered it already. Good going. What? What do you mean learn, butchered it? Learn, teach, earn. Learn, teach, earn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't good. butcher it. <laughs> it's LTE. LTE, y'all. Yeah, get on the network. Um, anything to add to that in terms of like, so any closing thoughts in terms of where is blogging going? What are you excited about the future of the things you're going to try out online? Uh, there's a bunch of things that I'm going to try out in the future that I, I, I don't know enough about to talk about right now, yeah. but what I'm most excited about is that like Russian get, porn sites. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, where we're going. That. Russian, that's, where all, that's where all the money R, is. Yeah, your yeah. domains are dot yeah. are you yeah. from here on learn, yeah. teach Russian porn site. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my train of thought before you I get a good it. server for you, my friend is good. <laughs> ah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so what what I am really excited about is that you can get a small community together yeah. on an email list, say even fifty people, mm-hmm. and you can try to produce stuff that's really really valuable for that yeah. group. And you don't have to worry about you know chasing page views on the internet. You can just have this community over over an email list yeah. and engage with them every week if you want. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just love that you can focus on a small group and really serve them. I like that, and not worry about what the rest of the internet is even doing i think that's just so insp- such an inspiring message you know what i mean i don't care who you are that's good stuff right there thanks man cool cheers thanks nathan okay up next is baron quadro of effortless Gen. yeah so baron quadro is the uh, the man here the man the myth the legend behind effortless gent you might have re- you you probably recognize him from a uh, previous P- fizzle show episode where we from had gucci him on ads. from gucci ads and uh fizzle show episode uh, the only guest we've ever had on the Fizzle Show until until now, until today. I feel honored. You you are honored. This is a little awkward. It what? Really? The, the headphones. It's just because your hair is so goddamn perfect. Yeah, it's messing up my hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me set this up for you. We're talking about like where where, where are things going online? You know, we've we've learned so much over the last five ten years. You know, how long have you been doing effortless, Jen? Four. Four years, right? Mm. That's a long time. Yeah. And you tried, I mean, I'm sure if we went back in the Wayback Machine and saw what you were doing at the very beginning, you'd be like, that's laughable. That's hilarious or whatever, right? Um, hold on, let me get some water. I'm, I'm getting parched. Oh, this water in San Francisco is weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but it is refreshing. Did you spill your water over here, Caleb? This burrito is good, but it is filling. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. We're just looking Welcome at- back, by the way, Baron. This yeah. Is, uh, yeah thank you. For, for the Fizzle Show listeners out there, you might recall Baron was on episode... 20... Good question. Two, six. Twenty-four, two, nine, five, six. Niner. Yeah. Niner. Two, niner. <laughs> two, two, six, or seven. Something. We'll find it. It'll be in show notes. Remember, this is a podcast episode. hey I remember. Hey. Uh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Who are you reminding? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think? <laughs> just Daddy Longlegs over here. That's right. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> Caleb, that's a wash bomb. That was a little bit of a wash bomb. That's like a, that's like a silent like, but deadly wash bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all, they're always silent but deadly. I like that. Okay, so Baron, let, let's start here. What are you looking forward to moving forward with Effortless Gen? Well, what am I looking forward to? Yeah, just, in terms of yeah, in terms of um, your public content production, mm-hmm. is there anything that you're changing? I just enjoy creating the content that I'm creating. So I kind of just content creation. That's, that's your keyword, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I just, you and Kurt Vonnegut both. Yeah. Yeah. You both love to create content. No, but it's what we have to say. Right. It, is it there is. another word for that? No, there isn't. There's no good word for I it. I did yet. just say public content creation. So, okay. It was me. I was, yeah. I was feeding off of you. Yeah. I dropped that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like doing what I'm doing. I'm just going to do more of it. Yeah. Um, Chase, we can only see your nose. <laughs> it is a sure, substantial nose. <laughs> yeah, Closer, buddy. Over. Cuddle up. Cuddle up. 
There you go. Face the audience. Oh, yeah. Mm. We, we can share a mic if you'd like. All right. Get a little closer. I like it. I like it. It's really rough. Oh, my God. That pinched me. Just let it finish. <laughs> I think you gave him a second drink. Yeah. Just let, let him finish. Yeah. Yeah. This water. Okay. I like what you said, though. You just like to make the things that you're making. You want to just keep doing that. Yeah. What's, it, what's fulfilling to you about it? Uh, well, I guess it's, you know, you get, well, me at least, I get daily confirmation, just folks writing in, saying that I'm helping them. I think it's it's mostly that, like being able to connect with an audience that I have and yeah. and uh, getting to be able to help them. That's a theme that we've heard in all three guys so far is this, like how things change once you start getting that feedback, like people are like, yeah, this is helpful. This is good. This is valuable. This is whatever useful for me. Hopefully if we say it like five more times, people will like, re- it'll really. Yeah, because it, it ends up being a really big deal. And now because some people out there, though, they're like, they get it, but they haven't had that experience yet where you get that comment or the, or those emails like, oh, my God, this just helped me do this, that and the other. And now I'm married and working at Google or something like that. You know, um, do you <laughs> what? what? I don't know. I yeah. just like. Married people who work at Google. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so he's just like, keep going, Chase, keep going, just keep going. <laughs> but uh, but that's a that's a common thing that theme that's come up is like, it's not just. I think in some ways, blogging used to just be about self expression, and then and the biggest ones were the ones who were expressing things that were like, wow, that's really interesting, right? But but saying it, things that other people were afraid to say, maybe. Yeah, in yeah. some ways, it was that, and it was like, hey, here's my dear diary, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just doing that publicly, and it ends up being really interesting potentially. But yeah, millions and millions. Well, and it was of, so fresh when it came out. Remember, because there weren't a whole lot of places. I guess a yeah. newspaper column, but those people are so polished that write for a newspaper column, yeah. and blogging was just this place where I could think up something, and it could be live five minutes from now. So there was just this freeform aspect yeah. of it where you could publish things that anyone in the world could read yeah. for the first time ever. I mean, it was pretty magical when it and when anyone happened. in the world could write. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was the first like two like oh, two way. I was going to say also in the beginning, you don't really know, you don't really get the feedback that you're kind of hoping for that you might feed off of eventually. Yeah, yeah. life changing, yeah. right? Stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, like for the first year or whatever, I was doing things. I didn't really see much feedback. I saw a little bit here and there, just from like my mom, yeah. you know, things like that. Moms but are great for that. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your mom might be awesome. Maybe. Yeah. My mom Does she dress awesome. cool. better as a man now? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mom walks as in. a young man straight out of college. Mom walks in with some salvage denim. Oh, yeah. yeah, she knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're starting out, you might not get the feedback that you might need, or at least like the you might hope for more feedback than you are getting. But if you just stick with it, I think eventually you'll you'll find your your audience and your readers. Who hopefully though, but that's a that's a tough period to go through, right? Where you you're not getting the feedback, so you don't know. Is it something that I said or that I didn't say, or right. is there not an audience for me? You have to or ask for is it just not too, that early? Yeah, right. to yeah. get anyone to respond to you. Yeah, it helps if you have like friends. Yeah. What I like, <laughs> I like the thing that you're saying now because it almost sounds like you're. It, well, well, first of all, you said I enjoy just I enjoy making this stuff, creating the content that you're creating, and then you said, well, and I said, well, why? What are you finding fulfilling about it? And you said, I like the way that people are responding to it. You know, first mm-hmm. and foremost, it's nice that like, this is something that isn't just like, it's not like you just making things and throwing it into the corner of the room. You right. know what I mean? That no one's ever going to see. People are seeing it. People are finding it valuable. Right. You know, it's, it's doing the thing it's supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and in some ways, I just see, we have this, this thing coming out in Fizzle pretty soon, a new course. Uh, and I get into this sense of, that's such a human thing to create. 
and to connect. I call it the creation and the connection. It's like you go back to the cave drawings on the cave walls, you know what I mean? Or the oldest tool we have, which is like two, it's either two or four million years old. Uh, it's the old one. It's just big bludgeon, just jagged thing. But it's this useful tool that humans created, right? A tool, something that was useful, right? And then we get into the cave paintings. The oldest ones of those we have are like 40, 50,000 years old maximum. Um, just because probably those things don't last very long. But these ones seem to do just fine. But you see this this extension of like humans saying like, this is what's true to me about the world. Or this is what I see. Is this what you see? Uh, you know, that, like just telling these stories on the walls and, and you can only imagine the culture that's developing the whole time up until this point. You know, if like, hey, don't eat those berries. Because Bob ate that berry and he, he's no longer here. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, know where he remember went. Remember Bob? He yeah. stopped moving. <laughs> he's gone. Hey, remember he did that thing when they stopped moving? You know yeah. when like people keep doing that yeah. thing? You don't even have a word for it yet. <laughs> he <don't> disanimated. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, uh, whatever. You know, yeah, keep it going. Um, <laughs> but that, that idea of just creating something and giving it off to, like Nathan Barry was talking about, like what he's so excited about is that you can do it for such a small crew now. You don't need a big old audience True. to be to, to earn a living or at least earn money on the side, you know. Right. Um, and it's no like gone are the days of, of like I need a million people on my site so I can run an ad yeah. and make two dollars and fifty cents every week. It's interesting. I wonder if you if you compared like the audience size that each of us you know has yeah. individually versus the audience that say NBC has or something, yeah. and divided it up per person. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you know now you can you could probably support yourself with an audience. It depends on what topic you're on, but maybe like 10,000 people a month or something coming yeah. by a site. If yeah. it's the right topic, right product, you might be able to support yourself. How does that figure into like the thousands of people that NBC would have for the millions of visitors that they had? I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. A little tangent there, but... And it's interesting because we're, we're always talking about engagement versus numbers of versus traffic number, yeah. right? So like you could have 100,000 Twitter followers, but you send a link and say, just don't ask any questions, just click this link. How mm-hmm. many people are going to click on it? Six. Right, yeah. potentially. Yeah, you can be in that situation, or you could be in. I have a hundred followers and ninety nine. Yeah, we should have asked uh, right. Nathan that question. He mentioned uh, last week that he found that a Twitter follower was five percent as valuable as an email subscriber. Wow, just based on how readily someone will click. Like if you compare yeah. your number of Twitter followers to email subscribers. But again, and that's not taking in in to account over time, over ten years, maybe a Twitter account. It, there maybe there's there's three pages you want someone to see an email you could send those week after, one after the other in a week um, and those will all get clicked you mm-hmm. know what I mean by the you know thirty percent of people who actually open up your emails or whatever but over ten years Twitter those are going to get seen by all your followers as well if if you if you are doing the real thing like you're yeah. a real human doing it yeah, plus stuff. there's so much overlap between the two anyway yeah 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 so it's a, it's a hard thing and and it's really easy to get you know caught up in those kind of numbers right. I think you know but but the point being. His thing being, you know, you digs that it's so small. You could be, or you could be so small and still be profitable, still earn a living doing this thing. Um, I don't know. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, totally. I mean, my audience is probably a fraction of your guys's or even Leo's, for example. I'm sure he has a huge yeah, audience. We're all a fraction of Leo's audience. Right. We're all a fraction of Leo. <laughs> yeah, we are. Exactly. I don't know what that means. We are. I just want to be like, big- can you guys, uh, can we all just like talk to the people out there in the audience <laughs> and remind them that we're, we're here. Hello. Yo, 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 yo. I love, I love when I get, I love when I get Corbett and just go. <laughs> First, hey, is anybody asking things or doing things on yeah. the thing? Anybody have any questions for Baron? While, oh yeah. While we well, have you, him no, on the you hot haven't seat? seen any yet. Yeah. Caleb? Well, we Caleb popped in with a question for Leo earlier. We haven't yeah. been soliciting them lately, but um, 
Yeah, that's good. We that's have good. Baron. We have Baron on the hot seat. He's dressed up nicely, and uh, I like how he's. Li- like yeah, that. we're looking at you. And <laughs> and uh, we have Scott Dinsmore coming up next. The uh, the the crew just keeps getting sexier and sexier. I gotta it say, does. no. To be honest, Baron's the sexiest of them all. And My, I think it culminates in Scott, hands, hands down. No, he has no, red pants on. No, no he's got that weird no? forehead. No. <laughs> he's got he's got pink pants. He's on. got pink. He's got pink pants on. Yeah, can we even? See? I don't even know we'll if I'm gonna let him on. Pants. I don't I even let him. I don't think I can let him on. Not when Caleb's wearing that shirt. Yeah, we can't do pink top, we're pink bottom. To switch. We're gonna have to switch, Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> shirts, shirts. That is. Um, so, go like. There's a lot of people listening who want to build their thing, and they're not successful yet. But they're mm-hmm. like, their heart's in the right spot. They're they're starting to understand the right things about what it means to do this work. You know, um, so they don't. They're maybe they're having less and less of that magical picture of all I need to do is get the right domain and then people will come. You know, uh, and more and more the sense of like you know I'm gonna need to build this over like two or three four years, it, build an audience, actually care about what I'm doing, uh, all this sort of stuff. What kind of what what would you say to that person? I mean, in my experience, I feel like a lot of it is being aware of the guy or the person or the group that you're trying to serve and then just kind of putting your head down and getting to work. Yeah. Whether that be creating content or writing a book or yeah. whatever, whatever your thing may be. Uh, and then just doing that day in and day out. I mean, that's all I did for the first two years. I yeah. talked to you guys last time, I think, uh, in the last podcast of how I didn't create my, um, my first product until two years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was just, putting my head down and, and writing and helping this, this imaginary person in my head, not the imaginary person, but this guy that I was trying to serve. It's a right? very real person in yeah. your head. Yeah. It's a very real person Sometimes. in your head. Yeah. I call him Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, you're so slovenly. Jeffrey, I need to get you some new pants. I this is you in your, in your dressing room. <laughs> Jeffrey, you look like a fool. I would not be caught dead with you in a gallery or a gala or a, or or at a Where's friend's house. Or, or, or the gallows. <laughs> the gallows. I was like, what's another? <laughs> or the gallow vineyard. Anyways, keep going. No, you were on the, you were onto something. Baron, there. you had uh you had a bit of an apprenticeship phase, I'd say, as well, because you were mm-hmm. writing for another fashion blog that was bigger than your own. Yeah. Uh for a little bit, mm-hmm. learning and connecting Wait, with people. Wait, how long in that did you space. do that? Uh, it was it was off and on. So I mean, I met a bunch of guys who were sort of doing the same thing, sort of in the same circle. Um, but they had. Can I keep making jokes about like everybody in the fashion blog being being gay? Sure, Baron. We really want you to come on staff. <laughs> it's not. It's actually not true at all. I know they're all know. they're all the most eligible bachelors ever. They're like, yeah, I'd get married, but then I'd be stuck with one girl. <laughs> <laughs> They really are. They're all like, they're, they're you just, just go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Baron, I love what you're doing. No, that's, that's a little bit. <laughs> that was that's your southern. southern. I was heading southern bell. Heading towards. You know, I don't understand why people don't do that more. You know, they're just nice. I like that's what I like about you, Baron. You dress nice. <laughs> Cal- Caleb's just like furiously monitoring. I'm like someone asked a question to, yeah. his, <laughs> to make legs, sure that we didn't like uh, his legs going. His thumb, his weird fucking thumb is 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 scrolling. Have you? You guys, you gotta see Caleb's thumbs at some point. We're not gonna talk about it now, except for by saying that they're really weird. They're meant for an iPhone. <laughs> they're meant for something. Um, Packy owns. They're primed. Watching too. Yeah, he's yeah. got them. Too. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the impact. Mike Packy. I've got two two things from the uh, the audience members here. Well, um, hold on, but remind me to come back to the apprenticeship thing, okay? Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> First of all, uh, John Muldoon wanted to know if anyone else was playing the uh, Chase Says Caveman drinking game. <laughs> secondly, uh, secondly, we have a question for Baron. Do you have some tips for creating your first product or program for getting mm. it done? For getting it done. Well, first of all, you probably want to know what to uh, what to create, right? 
Yeah. Mm. So, you know, what I did was I had an audience already. I asked them, what do you want? This isn't this common knowledge though. Like you basically just ask the people. That well, you're but how, how for. specifically? Because I feel like the, it, yeah, it's okay. like easy to give that lip service, right? You know, like, okay. did you so, email them, do a survey, write so, a blog post. Yeah, you- a couple things. I did like so. I did the Twitter thing, whatever the Facebook thing. Uh, I had an email list that was growing, so I asked them specifically through blog posts and email. Like, and I kind of already had an idea of what they might want, so I kind of came up with uh, three fictional like topics that this book might become. Mm. Uh, so, so I said, would any of these topics interest you? whatever, you know? Um, and then, you know, people would, I got hundreds of emails like that way, just feedback from people. And then that can kind of guide you as, as far as like creating your outline, creating the content within it, et cetera. Yeah. Figuring out which portion of your audience to, to focus on the people that write you. Right. And, you know, keep in mind that at least in my experience, like people, they just want that one stop solution to things like they, they, so all the, all the uh, questions and stuff that I got, uh, and, and the feedback that I got, they, they wanted all, they want answers to the topics that I've already answered through the blog itself. Mm. But they, I, I think what it is is that they just don't want to have to do the research yeah, to like find the posts and figure it out on their own. Right. They want like a one stop solution to this problem or whatever they have. So the, they're like, Baron, package up your old stuff and give it to us in a new book, please. <laughs> yeah. We'll pay for it. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Let me yeah. buy it. Okay. Stuff. So in closing, um, here's what I want to go into the apprentice thing about. Uh, because I think one of the things about the future of blogging is that it's a viable option. More than ever, it's a viable option. It's not something that's come and gone. Because blo- then a blog is a word is a, it's something I don't really like, right? Yeah. But but uh, but it is what it is. It's right? writing. It's, it's writing. It's writing. putting words online for and, but, all and, the world and building to see. an audience that then you yeah. can create something valuable enough for them to give their hard-earned money for, yep. right? Because they have hemorrhoids and you have a hemorrhoid solution. In the eighties, it was like a newsletter that you would actually mail to people's yeah, houses. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, if we think about the future of blogging as it's an actual viable option, it's not just like a, yeah, maybe it'll work for the next couple of years, but not long after that. So if we anticipate that this is going to work, right, that we're building an audience just like any publisher has ever done before, right, <coughs> since freaking Guggenheim, Gutenberg, Gu- my bad, yeah, <laughs> Gutenberg. But uh, so if we think about it that way, that's why I love the apprentice phase so much because so many people don't go there. They go immediately to, well, I'm going to be the big dog doing the thing. So it's news to me that you actually ended up writing for some other people for a little while. It doesn't sound like it was that, that formal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty informal. I mean, yeah. and also the secondary reason I did that was because it would help me grow my own audience, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, these guys that I wrote for, um, they had sizable audiences at that point and they had the same sort of audience. So, I mean, it's just like a guest post, right? Yeah. I didn't do many, to be honest, just because I hate guest posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think everyone is different as far as um the, the niche that they're in yeah, yeah. Uh, if it'll work for them if it won't work for them well done uh, you said content and niche yeah, in the right? same interview. i'm just trying to hit all the keywords what does he win yeah. <laughs> what does he win and you know it, it, it works for it works um yeah. i just don't enjoy doing it. if you don't enjoy doing it don't do it um but if you want to grow your audience uh, is that another keyword yeah no it helps it definitely helps especially if you have no audience right and i yeah. think i'm sure um I'm sure, and my posts are actually still shared from these sites. Yeah. I, I still see them being tweeted, which is really weird. It was like four years ago. And wow. you still have a bio there somewhere. And yeah, people, right. Yeah, that's and cool. It's still in the history, et cetera, yeah. of the site. I mean, I uh, like so, yeah. that. I mean, it, nice. it helps. Do you think that blogging is an actual viable solution for you going forward, or do you think your business yeah. is going to cave in in the next year? I mean, it's, year? it's part of the. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I hope turn not. the lights off. <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Live. Yeah, live. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a car. You've got a car. Whoops. Never mind. <laughs> but I mean, the internet's not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah people's creation. And in the creative spirit isn't going anywhere. And people who want to learn from someone else other than, uh, you know, the major, like what TV or, yeah. or whatever the outlet is back then that we all learned from books. Yeah. It's all different now. We all want to learn from each other. And I just, I just love that, 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 that is because in some ways blogging has always been like this thing 
It's like, oh, look at these things these little kids are doing or whatever over here. But it's just straight human nature. It's just straight. It built. It's in us already. And then the Internet just enables it at a level where we can head towards, you know, a faux connection in a Russian porn site, which I think we're all interested in, in, you know, sort of looking, (laughs) just checking our options. Right. Right. Um, Just because that's where all the money is. Yeah. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, because clearly that's where the Internet's for. But like you can head towards connection that way and creation that way. You know, it's a quite a creation or you can go you know other ways that that can actually be uh, a trustworthy good valuable like honest contribution to society earning an income supporting your family all this stuff in some ways that's it took me a long time to get to that point where where i didn't feel like i was just a kid like trying things yeah you know what were yep. you gonna say i was gonna get the audience ready let's do a little like inside joke on scott oh, he's coming up next scott dinsworth's coming up next he doesn't know scott how this has Dinsmore. gone so far he has no idea what's happened in here, so let's pretend like too. it's been like the hot seat. Let's get some really hard questions for him. Oh yeah, you guys, anything that you want to ask Scott? Let's get something kind of like personal. Yeah, intimate. like, for, wait, okay. like let's just start you, and we'll just start asking yeah. a bunch of weird questions. Like what about your mom made you need to seek connection with people you don't yes. know on the yeah. internet? What yeah. about your wife forces you to run away from her to work every day? Sure. What about exactly um, that kind of stuff? Why, Psychological warfare on Scott Dinsmore. Why is there a picture of Warren Buffett with his shirt off in your bathroom? <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's real. By Thanks for huge. being here, Turkey. Thank you. Thanks, Baron, so much. And now for our final guest, Scott Dinsmore of LiveYourLegend.net. So welcome to the party. All Thank right? you. All right. This is, so this is nice. This is going to be good. You're a little bit in the hot seat. Don't get me wrong. Warm. Your seat is plenty hot. <laughs> um, and uh, and we got some we got some hard questions for you. We're also interested in. You know, general thoughts about the future of blogging. So, Corbett, you look like you're, you've got something yeah. in the hole there. We, we've got people are asking some hot questions for you here, Scott. Were wow. You, were you arrested at one point ever? <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> oh. kidding me. Somebody wants to know <laughs> if you learned anything from your accidental, accidental. arrest. In- <laughs> okay. First of all, that is a plant. You know that you wrote that question. <laughs> I did not write it. No. It's right here. Listen, it was a very silly thing that happened to anybody. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I have a condition. <laughs> All right. If I don't get air to my crotch, I will faint. So I had to take down my pants. <laughs> what happened? So, listen. I grew up in kind of an outdoors family. Okay. <laughs> this isn't going well. <laughs> so, so listen. I My sister and I are very close. Was, oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I was, I was with a couple of friends. We were on some private property outside of city limits shooting some targets, some cans. The police thought we were on city limits. They approached the fence. It turned out with their guns drawn. We looked wow. over and saw Did them. Did you drop your... Well, I didn't know that they were there. And I looked over and there's police, four car, three cars with their five people with their guns drawn. Like, they're like, come to the fence with your hands up. I'm like, is this really happening? Wow. And so I did. I put my hands up. Yeah. And we're fine. It was fine. It Did, you have a gun fine. Did you have a gun? Well, in your I head? put it down. Yeah. I put it down really fast. <laughs> Did you have pants on? So what you're, saying, <laughs> what you're saying is if you want to be a big time blogger like Scott Dinsmore of LiveYourLegend.net, Mm. You got to live some interesting stories. You do. You, you do. I mean, you got to have something worth writing. Yeah, and worth reading. What do you do these days for finding things worth ri- writing? Well, you're gonna you're gonna go on like a round the world trip or something, right? Leo and I are training for two and a half weeks from now, fifty mile foot race. Are it's you really going to do it? Yeah, we ran... I like how you call 30. it a foot race. Yeah, a foot race. Well, I challenge oh. you. Don't you do it. Sometimes when you say 50 miles, I think bike race, but we're yeah. going... Anyone can do it on their hands. I don't know Or we could just call it a run. 
Yeah. You could go no, but for, I mean, this what is going to be What kind of serious. a race will we be doing? Well, it's we're doing the crab walk. Have you ever done the crab walk? It's very difficult. <laughs> and then we do the wheelbarrow for yeah. the next fifty miles. <laughs> we're doing a, a general rocking sort of old school tomfoolery with a bunch of boys. We're going to do the crab walk for a little while. We're going to do some sailing. We've got a barrel, and that's going to be a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Similar. Yeah, you should join us for one of our runs. I can't, I don't think I even have anything less than three miles. I'm there. Hold on, hold on. Let's bring Perfect. this back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Keep keep fielding the questions, Corbett. Yes. Okay. So and what, real real questions. Don't you knew you knew no, to ask that no, question. That. People people feel bad for you now. <laughs> yeah, I learned something new. You I can't feel actually. bad for him. Look at his pants. <laughs> I wore these just for you. So I bought these pants as a joke. From, Those are great pants. From Bonobos.com, my favorite pan company, obviously. And really? Yeah, I had to give them a plug. So now I wear them all the time. Yeah, they Bonobos the is great because the colors. The colors are so nice. many. So many. Well, colors. and there's detailing. See the detailing. See, I don't. I don't get jazzed about detailing. detailing. Yeah. As long as it's a good fit, I'm really, fine. Really, you don't? You're wearing a tie under that. What like podcast are listening to? It's a to. good tie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The the pan- did this turn into the Effortless Gent podcast? Yeah, it did. No, Where's Baron? Baron? <laughs> you guys, get out of here. Get Baron in here. Okay, I did, so I did wear these for you guys. We're talking about... Well, we love that about you. Yeah. Scott Dinsmore, friend of the show. Um, mm. Drinks more tea <laughs> than anybody should. Uh, so, we're talking about the future of blogging, Okay. And maybe it's going to be different than what we've received or experienced over the last last little while, right? Yeah. My question to you, my first question to you is, looking forward over the next year, two, three, yeah. what are you excited about exploring or changing or, or digging into at Live Your Legend? Yeah, I'm really, really excited about something, Chase. What? I wrote about it today. It hasn't published yet, though. What? I'm pretty pumped. Can you, can you give us the... So it's, it's getting off of the internet and back into the real world. I feel like... Real magic happened with people in the real world, like doing stuff like this, like we're doing. Actually, maybe not with all these microphones. This is going like, on the internet, you know. Yeah, yeah you know no, that no. you know they were on and the internet. Right? Listen, I understand the internet. the internet is a great tool. I also <laughs> yeah. think it's it's caused a lot of problems for a lot of people thinking like they have like Facebook friends, so they have friends, but they actually don't have yeah. you know yeah. meaningful connections that actually help important things happen. Got it. You know? So you like, read a Huffington Post article, but what are you really so, interested so about? You're, 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 so it's. <laughs> so at Live Your Legend, like now we have in-person meetups all over the world that happen that's every month. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay, and so we're going to be doing more and more of those things. That's going to be a big part of the future because, and not just for Live Your Legend, but in general, like people are are craving that stuff. But you're not saying turning off the website. No, no, but I'm saying realizing that the web is a tool. It's a, it's a, you know, just like a blog is a tool for getting a message out. There might not be a blog as we know it 10 years from now. Who, who cares? It's whatever it is, we're going to use it to get our message out to help people, right? Mm-hmm. And so a blog is a great tool right now. Yeah. I love it. But it's like people think social media, like a company signs up for like Twitter and Instagram and yeah. they're like, yeah, we did it. We checked the boxes. I'm like, you don't get it. The point of that is to build community. It's yeah. not to say I yeah. have a Twitter handle. And right? to have a mission, some sort of story that you're contributing to, et cetera. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so I like that. So you're, you're, so you're going to tell us that the future of blogging is having coffee with people? I think I think a lot of bloggers would make a lot more progress if they spent more time sitting face to face with people in the yeah. real world. Yeah. All right, I like that. So, what do you say for people that don't live in an area with people? Just find yeah, say, people. Say so, like someone, Antarctica, or no? Say someone remote, it has like, a very outdoorsy family. Maybe they. <laughs> maybe no, they, but it's rural. So, so people ask that a lot, but I mean, there is in every town. There's at least one like mind. I mean, you can find them. Go to your local like restaurant owner. They know everything that's going yeah, on. In town, and whatever. Like, don't like, get me wrong. I get what you're saying. What I, so what I hear, how I would tell you, how I would tell me if I'm hearing this right. The internet's great at connecting people, no, like across, like no boundaries, right? No boundaries. I can, we can, whoever's looking for this stuff can find it, and we can all right. connect online. But you're saying I'm I'm reinvigorated by the the capabilities that we have with the things we can do in meat space. 
actually in-person stuff. Like not just how do I teach people or how veg- to vegetable space. If you're vegetable. Scott. <laughs> how do I teach? Not just how do I teach people how to <laughs> nailed it. Scott is a vegetarian. <laughs> He's a vegetarian. I eat mostly plants, but I I'm a I, level I, five I actually, vegan. I don't eat anything with a shadow. I, I actually had some octopus last night. <laughs> there <laughs> to you be go. Honest. That's good. That's anyway, good. so wait, listen. So is, the am point I saying is that right? That something that something intangible something like magical happens when you put inspiring wild people in like the same room together like it it's something you can't measure yeah. like so so what excites you most about meeting with people from a from a business perspective or or the same let's say the same things the same goals that you have for blogging like how do those apply to meeting people in person like what's the transference there well i think it just if you surround yourself with these people if you hang out with them like we've all hung out like in the real world we like do things we go on workouts yeah. we have double dates or whatever like you're all around each other all of a sudden just your expectations of yourself and the world what's possible they change you don't even need to necessarily try to do that you don't need to like go i'm going to set my new goal it's like all of a sudden like like how is okay corbett and leo like chase these guys you guys are all doing this stuff and all of a sudden I feel like, well, then I should be able to do it right. And you just act differently. And so that yeah. that goes on and you literally don't even have to try as long as you stick yourself in the room together. Now, a lot of us take this for granted that we all have inspiring friends, like these four people here, the people in the other room. Most people don't have that, especially online. They go yeah. to the internet to get that. And it's great. You can get it online. But when you take it then into the real world, it gets unbelievably powerful. If you have a mastermind, something where you meet on a routine mm-hmm. basis, stuff like that. Do you feel like all of this would be possible, though, if you hadn't started online and if you hadn't? Use the blog? I think, no, I, 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 I agree with what you're getting at. The, yeah. the, the internet magnifies it in an unbelievable way, yeah. but realize it's still like step one of 20. There's a lot of other stuff. You can leverage these tools, but, but it's not just about still finding a way to just to always stay isolated in your own house yeah. and sit behind your computer. Like if you close your computer, get out there a little bit. I think you'd be very surprised with just how different your kind of the way you'll show up will, will change. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It, it I mean, I, Finding the threads through these four sort of conversations that we've had yeah. for the four guests, it's been really interesting. Because uh, let me try to remember what we've talked about. Because I know with Leo, it was like the self discovery and that the, that self development plus the the being valuable for for people with and Nathan, picking like only a couple things and just keep going deeper and, and going deeper, deeper after five, yeah. seven, ten years. Yeah. And then Nathan, it was like you don't have to have a big audience; you can have a really small audience and be insanely valuable to those to those people. Yeah, and it was learn, teach, earn. That, yeah, learn, teach, earn. That's well, right. and he, he wasn't planning like five years ahead. He was planning like three months ahead. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And trying lots of stuff yeah. and not like resting on your laurels. And and then with Baron, it was, help me remember what, what Baron's, Baron's is about looking good. First Baron's and foremost. about being well. goddamn attractive young man. <laughs> exactly. Um, with perfect hair. Uh, but I, I, to me, I, this is my fault. I remember <laughs> the, uh, the apprentice thing cause, and that long-term view sort of thing, right? right. And just saying that the blog... Blogging is a viable option because what it really is is this meat space stuff. It, it's just a, a it's just a, a, an abstraction on top of real human needs, real hemorrhoids, real things that are painful <laughs> that need a solution. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. and, and to some degree, like our like blogs almost enable this kind of social speed dating. Yeah, in a way. It's what do you mean? Like Wait, what do you mean? All, it's not like we're all on Match.com or whatever, but we all got to know each other. Yeah, from. Our online connections to begin with. Right? We met so, at a tweet up. We met. At I told my wife uh, she still makes fun of me for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I got it. There was a there was a email. She calls you guys the blog squad. By the way, that's the <laughs> you going to hang out with the blog squad? Yeah, that's Scott? What she says. Yes. Do we get costumes? You should well, know this I, about Scott's yeah. wife is like a supermodel, like blonde, 
that just like, like you, so you could you, you could totally picture her just being like <laughs> you going to hang out with this god squad and she like picks up her like Fendi purse and like walks off Listen, to hang out with her supermodel friends brand, in the ring. but yeah I mean <laughs> no, she keeps, she her keeps yoga it's a Fendi purse but she got it at TJ Maxx um, <laughs> bought but, off the street in Italy <laughs> there you go da, da, da. so um, but it's interesting the way that that all comes back down into into I love I love your point on a uh, view on this because it's bringing it back to where is that real value and where is that real mission that story and it it's only accentuated it's only made better and deepened in a physical when you're when you're yeah. there when you when you when and, or like the point of the thing that you write is not to get as many eyeballs and look at it on that level it's a the point is to go down that level and see that those 13 readers in Iowa uh, those 15 readers in Portland those those 27 readers in Austin or whatever and think about it on some sort of a local almost scale yeah. um cuz like there was someone who emailed on fizzle we were ta- I had a conversation in, with a fizzler this morning and she was like i know what i want to do i've been working on this thing for a few years but i know i really need a partner in this how do i f- find a partner with it i'm just like well it's super hard you know we but go to like, tweet ups yeah corbett and yeah. i you and corbett we all met at like at like basically industry type events we met at conferences yeah. and well, you Caleb met, and at I tweet met up. online first and then at a conference yeah, yeah. But, but we met at the bar down the street yep yeah. but the point but what i what i said to her was the reason why i knew who corbett was or why we were able to sync together so much because we were already doing good work. You were off separately doing a bunch we of stuff. We were already working our yeah. ass off. So I could look him up afterwards and be like, okay, good. He's, oh, I can see what he's doing and I can see what he's about. Right. And I can see he's plying his oars doing this stuff, you know? Right. Um, don't know why I bring that up, but I, it's certainly Well, it's a another thing. fantastic tool so, of a blog. You're, you're sitting next to Chase, so you have to do the role of getting him like back getting, on track. Okay, so, yeah. no, but you're, like to your corralling. point, like... You yeah, can exactly. you can use a blog and the I mean the web and all the stuff to to show people you mean business like you actually care about making a difference in the world yeah. in some way and that's very obvious if you really care and you put your work forward like in the public people will look at your site look at your talks whatever they're like wow he means business okay I respect yeah. that and so but I will talk with him for and, you though right like so say your mission was like uh, say we're living a few <clears throat> hundred years back and your mission was uh, I want black people to be perceived as wh- the same as white people. Right. Okay. So, so <laughs> like, I want to free the slaves. Right. Say this is your mission. And so, what do you do? Do you like just hang out in coffee shops? Well, you need to find and, people who believe what you believe, but and you and need also to build like, a community around but it. But saying like, what? So today, what would be the best way to well, do that? Well, that's what's now? awesome about a blog is that it's a very fast way to build community of people who believe in the same things all around the world. But I still don't think that's the end game. I think like uh, that's that's like, a good that's to me that's the story right there. So that's yeah, it's you, like you. Yeah. We we had an event last year with Live Your Legend at Samovar in San Francisco and. I remember seeing some people in the audience, they were in tears. And it wasn't when I was talking. It was when they were talking to other people who heard their story and said, oh my God, like finally someone who's like me. Mm -hmm. And they don't, like we take that for granted because we have that, but, but people aren't used to that. And so that's what, that's when everything changes. Like I think probably the best example in our space is Chris Skillabo, right? With what he's done, like he built this massive audience online, but then started doing in-person, you know, book tours and stuff. Then World Domination Summit is like the culmination, but it just it takes things from like let's say he's on this trajectory. It goes like this when people are sharing physical space together. Yeah, yeah. Drinking beers, like things like having Getting a beer, drunk, dancing, making bad choices. No, but it's it's no. I mean, it's it's no joke. Like doing yeah. that stuff, like getting a little bit more raw and real instead of just like sitting around like in front of a computer. It just it's different. You make. You just want to build a real connection. You people yeah. are getting a front row seat as to why Scott Dinsmore is such a hot commodity these days. You're getting me all fired up. I'm ready to let's run <laughs> outside right. and let's take over it. the world. Let's all let's go get it. a pair of pink pants. Yeah. <laughs> these all... are these are salmon. 
So That's Scott, right. you're you, right. You ready for the the wrap up question from our audience? Oh, we're already oh. done. Well, yeah. we're not already done, but I, I have one more question from the audience, which is good. Um, what's your spirit animal? Ooh. Okay, we got to all go around and yeah, answer this because I don't even really know what that means. Your spirit animal, dude. It's like you the, got, hey, the it's animal, whatever it means to yeah. you. The animal that you feel like spiritually connected with most. God, I just like touching your pecs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's you. good I, work. I did some level five and veganism. Before. Yeah, I do you that got too. The pump, you got the pump. I on got the pump on. Yeah. I, not, I'm not going to say the <laughs> no, whole quote. Don't, 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 don't even go there. <laughs> How funny is it? How funny is it? We all know the funny quote. Just a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> on microphones. Hey, welcome to another hour of douchebags on microphones, where white males talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. God. Unbelievable. Okay, spirit uh, animal. I'm thinking about starting a podcast, so I'm learning right now how you guys all get how all these radio things. Yeah, no, this is good. I'm taking how mental immature, notes. How to immature your blog. <laughs> Jay, let's give him, so, let's give him a, a yeah, chance. Someone oh, tell me so I can get a feel for what. You got to start over there. I'll close it out. You know, I got to go with the sloth. The sloth <laughs> it's so true. The sloth just wants to chill, have a good time, you know, eat some leaves, climb a tree. Like, yeah. The sloth's <laughs> just like... <laughs> Seriously, and true, truly... If you send Corbett a gif of a sloth, if you tweet that it's to gonna him, kill me. He's gonna, gonna he's gonna open me. it up. He's gonna be like, <laughs> the one the other day of the sloth in the boat. The one on the boat. Oh, the sloth God. is like that. You was guys follow sloth. <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> baby sloth. The boat one. The best. Boat one is great. The one close, like crossing the road. He's like, ah, I can't go on anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sloth and the kitty. Yo, oh, that's the best. You guys go on YouTube after this and look up sloth and cat videos. That's good. All right, Caleb. Wait. Caleb, spirit animal. Some sort of large cat. Okay, but like, like a okay, lion or something. Well, no, Ooh. that's really big. Come wow. on, who gets to be a lion? Maybe the rock. But you, we gotta, we gotta go. We talking about like an ocelot? We, we gotta. Yeah, are we going puma? Are we going I'll go leopard? Pu- I'll go puma or cheetah. Maybe is there cheetah? a white? Is there a whiter cat in the family? Maybe like a snow puma. Whiter, like a snow white. puma. I'll, I'll go oh, with yeah, snow yeah. puma. No, no, no. Uh, 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 snow what was puma. the what was the Mac OS? Uh, it was snow leopard. Snow leopard. There you oh, go. Be a snow leopard. But okay. I just I just invented the snow puma over here with Corbin, and that's what I'm going to go with. So. <laughs> I like that. So puma's small, pointy ears, little tufts of hair coming out the top, but, but fast, extremely agile, and rare. Fast yeah. in the snow. You Lotta. guys should see Caleb play soccer. He's like spry. It's true. It's mm. true. He's actually got a solid backside. Solid. I know that because he's been staying with me. Oh. Sea turtle. <laughs> <laughs> sea turtle is like one you? of those yeah. huge ones that lives well, forever or? Like you can't say, touch these when you're scuba diving in Maui say, well no but you can but well, no, not don't touch to. them too much. Yeah, you get fine for that yeah. but, apparently you killed them no but, but the sea I was thinking about a tortoise because the metaphor of like listen don't be in a hurry just kind of yeah. move along but the sea turtle is nice because he oh, kind man. of cruises on the sand yeah. but then when he gets in the water it gets in his groove like watch out he knows, you just yeah. get laser focused yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how I'd like to yeah sea turtle oh, you like that great call that's yeah, good thank you, yeah. thank and you. I can just picture him like scuttling across the beach like yeah. just as a little baby sea turtle <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys just... Chase what's your spirit animal Guy Fieri <laughs> Guy Fieri is my spirit animal. I've done a lot of research and a lot of thinking about this. Guy Fieri from Tri- Diners, Divers, and Dive, or Triple D, as it's known in the industry, is... <laughs> or if uh, you can't say it. it yeah, well, <laughs> Diners, Divers, and Dives, Triple D. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri. If I had to choose an animal, I don't know. I used to have a good answer for it, but I can't remember. No, that was your good answer for it. That, I mean, Guy That's Fieri it. No, I mean, give us some type of an animal. Yeah. yeah. That's it. He's an animal. Guy Fieri. Have you, have ever, you ever seen, seen the guy? No, I actually don't remember. He's like a juggalo. <laughs> With a huge audience. Well, the Juggalos do kind of have a big audience. Oh. Uh, Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Guy Fieri. Frosted tips, bro. 
Got to tell you, that Guy Fieri is out of bounds. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, clearly, you need to like, yeah, I watch some Triple D with I me. I try to stay away from. I like to get in the real world, and that yeah. stuff isn't happening out at Samovar. Do you know? Do you know what? Anytime you go to another city, anytime go YouTube diners, drive-ins, and dives. City, city name. name. Oh, that's him. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I know that guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. right, then you're just looking for the most out of bounds nachos you can Wait, find. That's you. That's you. <laughs> it's my spirit. Is animal. that because we have this? Yeah. The, yeah. It's my that's spirit. Nice. That's nice. So I apply. I apply that kind of vigor, like that he applies to like chicken wings. But you apply it to just like animals, to yeah. other things, yeah, right. to, to other to, stuff, to blogging, to yeah. microphones. So we're setups. getting to a point of where it's time to wrap up now. I How, feel like yeah. do we still have people. Scott, thank on? you for sharing your <laughs> yeah. your the future of blogging, your views on future <laughs> blogging. No, but that is true. It's a, you provide it's it's kind of crazy to me thinking through the thread of this whole thing how that is like a the, the perfect little like it's a so, it's a meat cap on the end of it because it's this meat space. It's a, uh, it's a mushroom cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a just let it, just, <laughs> just let it. So there you have it. The thirtieth episode of the Fizzle Show, and Corbett ends it like that. <laughs> I've identified from this whole conversation six principles of online publishing uh, and made those available over at the blog. They're all listed out and explained. I think you're going to like them. You're going to be able to find that at, you ready for this? Fizzleshow.co slash 30. F-I-Z-Z-L-E show.co slash 30. Because it's the 30th episode. There you'll find the six principles as I listed them out, and uh, as well as, as links to, to recent things that each of these guests have been doing. They're, they're doing great stuff, um, like Nathan Berry's book that he recently launched. Actually, I linked to a specific blog post where he gets specific about some of the details of his launch, which is really good. And Leo's uh, video series that he's doing with entrepreneurs, which is awesome. Uh, you'll also, if you go to fizzleshow.co slash 30, you will see our brand new blog, if you haven't yet. We just merged Think Traffic, an old big uh, blog that we've built over the last several years, into Fizzle. We've combined those two things and created the Sparkline. It's awesome. Take a look at it. Get on the email list if you're the kind of person who cares about this kind of stuff. If you like this, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes. It doesn't cost you much and it means the world to us because it helps other hopeful entrepreneurs find this show. Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. You know that our goal here is to help budding business builders feel more comfortable in their own skin. And when you leave us a review, and I mean this, you help us do that better. So thank you so, so much. Listen, a quick note to you on this Thanksgiving week. We are so grateful to know you. I know we don't like know, know you. You know, but you're on the same path that we're on, and, and we fight the same fights and face the same demons, and we make this stuff, you know, out of our own lessons learned and our own struggles, and we publish it out in, into the ether. And you can't know how good it feels. Actually, you probably do know how good it feels to get a thumbs up or a tweet or a comment or an echo from the void saying, "Yeah, me too." Wherever you are in the world, happy Thanksgiving. We're grateful to be on the same journey as you. Now. Let's make like Steve Perry and quit all this journey talk. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks for the last 30 episodes, and we will uh, see you in the next 30 episodes uh, or and 30,000 more. Thank you so much for being a Fizzle Show listener. And as Corbett would say, being the kind of person who listens all the way to the end. Peace.